The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Our friends at Podswag.com have gotten an incredible promotion for you right now. When you purchase any of our glassware, such as pint glasses or LaGreca pub glasses, you'll get 30% off. That's right. 30% off on all of our glassware, which is the lifeblood for all our daddy sodas and LaGreca shit. So take advantage of this deal while you can, because supplies won't last. Once they're gone, they're gone. So the glassware that we have available at podswag.com slash busted open, that's it. So when they're sold, you ain't going to see them again. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash busted open. I am drinking currently out of my busted open bully Ray glass. Nice. So I'm drink I'm drinking out of that. So and then and then once the show is over, maybe even before the show is over. I have my Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, and I'll be drinking that out of my uh, La Greca Daddy Soda pub glass. Make sure you get them right now at potswag.com slash busted open and get 30% off. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Mickey James sit down and talk to Kevin Patrick, the voice of Monday Night Raw, before everything we see this weekend at WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania, Mickey James looks back at her big match with Trish Stratus at WrestleMania 22. You're definitely going to want to hear that. And also we get into our conversation about last night's NXT, especially Roxanne Perez, as we get ready for NXT Stand and Deliver on Saturday. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The voice of Monday Night Raw, the one and only Kevin Patrick. Kevin, good morning and thanks for the time. Oh, please. Delighted to be on with you guys. Dave, Mickey, good morning. How are you keeping? Good. And I, I should, I'd say, how are you keeping? I know how you're keeping right now. I've been listening to the show right now. And Dave, you're I'm giving sorry. all these people a voice. I'm loving the show. I'm absolutely loving it. But you're giving these small percentage of people a voice that have been thinking about Seinfeld their entire life. And you've opened it up for them this morning. And they are delighted. They're calling in the show. But I've got, I'm here to defend Mickey James. Thank and like you. 99% of the audience that you can be sure love Seinfeld. And for me, Mickey, it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like I'm that guy yes. on the Delta flight each and every day on a flight laughing away to Curb. And there is something about Larry David and Dave LaGreca tied like, <laughs> hand in hand somewhere there. Dave. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I have yet to see an episode, 
But you know what? I'll be flying out to L.A. obviously for WrestleMania tomorrow morning. So maybe I'll download a few episodes. And, you know, Kevin, mm-hmm. when I see you out there in L.A., I'll let you know how I how I feel Perfect. about it. How he did. Perfect. <laughs> and Kevin, also, you are a part of the Sirius XM family. You host a football show uh, Monday through Friday on Channel 157. And so we, you and, we're brothers, you and I, Kevin. See, we exactly. can disagree about science. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we're fine. We're good. Exactly. I do it from a little cupboard here in my house in Roswell, Georgia. So, yeah. No, delighted to be on with you guys. It's an exciting week this week, right? Yeah, this is this so is the, this is the week, guys, that like for me as a wrestling fan, like this is like my favorite week of the year. This is when all wrestling fans converge to one area mm-hmm. and you know, you could wear your, you know, your wrestling shirts and your hats and your cosplay. Like we're all there for one thing and one thing only, and that's for WrestleMania. So, you know, Kevin, for you, just talk about the experience for you. Like you're getting close to this is this is your first one, correct? Yeah, it's it's my first. No, well, it's I'm not calling WrestleMania now. I'll, I'll be doing kickoff show on Sunday. Um, it's Michael Cole and Corey Graves are calling all pay-per-views, and that's been the case since. There was, there was a changeover in commentary. Wade jumping in on SmackDown, me jumping in on Raw yeah. back in October. And so it makes sense. Like, I, I'm learning so much each and every week. I mean, it's, it's just a huge learning curve. It's daunting. It's intimidating. It's frightening. But, it, man, is it fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to hopefully get to the point where I'm having more fun each and every week mm-hmm. because I'm getting used to the show. The show is an absolute behemoth. Um, and it's just in the lead up to WrestleMania, you, you know, the butt cheeks are clenched that little bit more. You know, you can tell the atmosphere in the arenas <laughs> is just yeah. there. You can feel it. When Cena came out in Boston, I, I took off my headset for we knew we were we were saying nothing over John Cena's entrance, obviously. And I took off my headset and just took it all in because that atmosphere in TD Garden for 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 the GOAT was just next level. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, even when I was training to try to do commentary and stuff it's so it was so different for me to call it from being in the ring so i can't imagine like it's a it's a tough job because there's so much going on you know from the what's happening in the ring to what's happening in your ears and all the things it was very very difficult i commend all the commentators for the jobs that they do it's so hard thank you like i said michael cole makes he makes what is incredibly difficult to seem so simple Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying what he does is simple. He has a way of simplifying the madness around it right. in order to get from A to B in the most smooth way you could imagine. Um, I, right. I think he's a genius at his craft. I think Corey Graves is is a genius at his craft too mm-hmm. in a very different way. You know, working alongside Corey has been, been wonderful. We, we, we often have a beer after the show and we just chat about the business and the industry. And, and he's, he's someone who I can be a sponge next to. And take it yeah. all in. And he's, Corey, look, I like to say he's, he's crunchy on the outside, but he's soft on the inside. You know, that's, that's who Graves <laughs> is. And he, he's a master at his craft. And man, am I, am I thankful and grateful to be sitting alongside him. And I was going to bring that up, Kevin, about you and Corey, is that you do have chemistry with him, obviously. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's on the microphone for Monday Night Raw, but it's also you guys do the podcast together yeah. as well. I mean, did you have a relationship with Corey before that? Because it just feels like when I listen to you two together, like it's almost like you've had this bond for quite some time. We always got along quite well, you know. And whether it's talking about the business or talking about kids and life, we we, we always um, we always clicked. Uh, I actually did my audition with Corey going back to February of 2021. Part of my audition was with Corey, 
Um, the other part was with Liv Morgan and, and several others, which was just uh, that, that experience in and of itself just blew me away. The, the professionalism, the Thunderdome at the time, and just the overall vibe. I, I, I left Tampa thinking, I, I, I really want this job. You know, I really, really want to get a phone call to say you got it. And with Corey, we're, we're growing. I think the chemistry side of things is growing. I can feel that even with simple things like on cameras in moments, you know, I, I, I feel we're getting better as a tandem. And when I say better, I mean, he's already there in my mind. He's like, you know, operating at a different level and I've just got to grow and I've got to get there. And I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm humble enough to absolutely realize that. And if I'm not, all I have to do is look at Twitter. <laughs> and that'll tell you pretty quickly. Wow. <laughs> But I was gonna... no one has a good opinion on Twitter. Oh, yeah. well, you, can't, you can't. I deleted can't it off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Because yeah. I was actually going to say, Kevin, that like, and obviously there was a lot of instability with you know on the commentating table with Monday Night Raw for quite some time until you got there. I was actually going to say that, you know, I don't really see a lot about you on social media, which is a good thing because usually people use social media as a platform to complain. I really don't see a lot of negative uh, reaction at all uh, with you on commentary. Oh, cheers. Well, you know, one thing I learned very quickly is uh, week two, I'll never forget where I was. I was, I was in the, the bathroom in the hotel and I was up against the, I was just brushing my teeth and I looked at Twitter and I opened it and I searched my name and I, I'll never do that again. Because that was a, that was a moment where I honestly felt like I could, am I the worst human being or the worst? And and it's like just t- take it off your phone, delete it. I chatted with with uh, I had a great conversation actually about social media. I I don't even know if they'll they'll care if we say this over the air, but it was with uh, Ariel Helwani, Peter Rosenberg, and Becky Lynch, and we were having the best conversation about Twitter and and the, the pros and cons. And mm-hmm. for me in my position right now, I don't know if there's many pros. For mental health reasons, I've got two kids. I've got a, a daughter who's one, a, a son who's four. I want to be the best dad imaginable when I get home, especially when mm-hmm. you're traveling so much. So when I arrive home, I want to be super dad for the time that I'm home. And if I'm affected by, by the thoughts of others and I let that infiltrate my mind, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. It is difficult, I think, because you do – I think we have this – we feel the need to defend ourselves you know, so when you read yeah. these things, you're like, hey, well, I'll say this to this person or whatever, but it's really not because it's such a small percentage. But isn't it funny how your eye always goes to the next? Because there'll be a hundred positive, wonderful comments, and then there'll be that yeah. one. But that's that okay. And that, and that that makes us better. Person. Ultimately, yeah. you want, ultimately, you want to get better. And at right. the end of the day, like the, people are always going to have their opinions, Dave, about you For guys sure. on the show or, oh, yeah. or whether it's whether it's superstars themselves. Like, you know, Austin Theory could cut the most amazing promo and leave. And if he's affected by that one person, it's just it, mm-hmm. it, it has the ability to derail you. And you've got to get to the point where you're, you know, you, you're beyond that. And maybe it's yeah. deleting it off your phone or just getting used to it. But it's all mm-hmm. good. I'm, I'm, I, it's a privilege. The pressure is a privilege thing is very, very true. And I, yeah. I totally understand the position I'm in and, and the need to improve, but also the need to enjoy it and get there. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to do it each and every week. And I, I, like everyone knows this. I've said this already. I'm not afraid of, of admitting this, that I, like I was a fan like everybody in school, but I had drifted away, you know, and I had mm-hmm. the audition. I had the opportunity to audition and jumped at it. And I'm in love with the business. I, 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 I live it now. And that's part of the fun aspect of this is I'm growing as as both a fan and a broadcaster within, and right. I, I'm I'm loving the journey so far. That's great. Well, 
Well, Kevin, one thing, and you, you actually mentioned it earlier with John Cena, and one thing, and I've brought this up on the show before, is one thing that you do, and you do it exceptionally well, is you know when to lay out. Like you know, <laughs> you to when, shut your mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but that's yeah. an art form. Like you know, like to know when, like, all right, this is a big moment, and let, like, let play out what's playing out right now. Let the let the crowd be the soundtrack for this moment. And you've done that. You've done that a couple of times. You did that with John Cena. You did it recently with the Bloodline as well, where you kind of just like laid back and just let the let the moment happen. And that's I, I'm sure that's difficult to do. And you've done it, and you've done it very well. Thank you, Dave. And, and I think honestly, how can you add to certain moments? And that's the question you always need to ask yourself: Is can I enhance this moment right now? If Roman Reigns is in the midst of an epic moment, and Kevin Patrick chimes in, what are you going to say to increase the value for the viewer in that moment? Mm-hmm. And like, like Corey jumped on me, and that's his job, you know, as, with our dynamic on commentary for not saying anything on Imperiums. Imperium are coming up. I don't want to say anything. For those first few seconds when you see, you know, Gunther standing there with Vinci and Kaiser by his side, I think that's epic viewing. You know, there's certain entrances like the Judgment Day. I don't know if I want to jump all over that. You know, there's yeah. maybe you get a quick tagline in, but before the ring announcement, that's when I feel, and Michael Cole, I'll, I'll, I'll always learn from, from Cole, oftentimes he'll lay out and, and let that moment breathe. And I think, I think that could be very important, you know, and then, you've, mm-hmm. then once the ring announcement happens, you can have a chance to jump right in and get to your storytelling. For sure. Uh, talk about the football show, you know, you know, talk about what you're doing with Sirius XM. Yeah, I'm, I'm, balancing, I'm balancing both. With SiriusXM, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping aside a little bit right now um, just with, uh, I, I talked to our, our close friend, Pete Curry, you know, just about that, just coming up to WrestleMania season and with, with all yeah. going on. I'm, I'm calling MLS games on Apple TV as well. So it's one of those ones where I think uh, I, I just want to focus on the jobs right now and, and, and step aside from Sirius just for the time being. But Pete knows I'll be, I'll be right back in whenever. Um, and I'm just looking forward to Mania, man. There's so many massive matches on the card that I, I keep sure. going back and forth between which one stands out the most. And if I could, I'd I, I, I beg people, get to the arena early on Saturday. And the reason is John Cena's kicking off WrestleMania on Saturday. And you know what LA traffic is like. If you're listening to this show right now, you know you need to get your bums in the seats early. And that's a match that I'm... As, as, a, as a fan now, so incredibly proud of Austin Theory and everything he's done and all the doubters, especially after the money in the bank cash in and the way he's responded, um, bo- both in the ring and outside the ring, behind the scenes, he's so invested as a human being in everything he does. He, he, he'll come find me each and every week. And that's what I love, Mickey. You know, like the commentators can be your mouthpiece. They can be a voice mm-hmm. for you and your character. Mm-hmm. And, and he's someone who just absolutely gets it. So I want to see Theory do really well, obviously against his absolute idol from when he was eight years of age. His story is incredible. Same with Roxanne Perez and, and heading towards Stan and Deliver. Like her story of, of, of breaking away from her family at one point. She wasn't yeah. speaking with her mother and, and going to, to Booker T and, and training her ass off to get to where she is today. It's these are the yeah. stories that you latch on to. So roll on this weekend. Give me a hell yeah. We are full speed on the road to WrestleMania. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, a serious XM podcast. Join me and the Busted Open team every day for the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. It's all leading up to WrestleMania in LA, where Busted Open will be coming to you live April 1st from the iconic Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. To find out how you can join, stay tuned to Busted Open or on Twitter at Busted Open Radio. Download Busted Open every afternoon on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Roxanne Perez, uh, we saw her just a couple weeks back collapse after her main event match. Um, she's been medically cleared to come back. She approached Shawn Michaels saying, I'm back. I'm ready to defend my NXT Women's Championship. Shawn Michaels was like, well, wait a second. You know, I think you need mm-hmm. to get a couple of matches under your belt. You know, give somebody else a chance at this NXT Women's Championship because you would be un- unable to compete at Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. And then Roxanne Perez got into, really got deep last night on NXT. She talked about her her problems and her bouts with anxiety, and said that this has been her dream, this has been her goal, and now she's been able to achieve it. And now she's going to be afraid that now this championship belt not being around her waist, will she ever get that opportunity again? Well, she's back, and she's still yes. your NXT Women's Champion. She's she is going to compete in the ladder match at uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. That's going to happen here uh, Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I, it got me thinking, Mickey, because especially the NXT 2.0 brand, mm. it is it is clearly a developmental brand. You know, I know when it was black and gold, you know, there was one point where they were kind of pushing it as a third brand, but it is... NXT's developmental brand. And we'll see who's going to be moving up to the main roster after what we see uh, on Saturday and who may be coming up as early as the Raw right after WrestleMania, Mickey. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of fans look at that Monday Night Raw to see who from NXT is going to move up to the main roster. And I have a couple of guesses on who may be moving up to the main roster. But, you know, I always kind of... Oh, I do. Oh, I I have a clear cut wrestler that is moving up to the to the Who main is roster. this? 
I oh, think I'm jumping the gun. I'm sorry. A little I bit. Just, got excited. just a just a little bit because I want to get into oh, that. We'll bring it back. Bring it back. On. We'll go there in a second. Okay. Coming back. All right. We're gonna come back. We're gonna reel back in. And I want to talk about Roxanne Perez. To me, Mickey, Roxanne Perez is the face of NXT. Because I really think Roxanne Perez really it encapsulates everything about NXT. It's developmental. It's young. Um and I think she I think she relates to everything and checks every box when it comes to NXT. She's still learning. She's only 21 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one day she is going to be a major star. I love that she's a champion. She's hungry. It's kind of like the difference between college sports and professional sports. Professional sports is all about the business. But college sports is more about like you're doing it for the brand. You're doing it for the school. But you also want to showcase yourself because you want to move on to the NFL. I think that's what NXT is right now. Man, all those wrestlers on the roster, Mickey, are all hungry. They all have goals in mind. But they're also wrestling for the brand. You know, I've, I've been around that roster a lot. And... They are hungry. They but they love wrestling for NXT. They love mm-hmm. representing NXT. I really think Roxanne Perez to me is is really the face of NXT right now in 2023. What do you think? Um well, absolutely because I think that, you know, when I think I'm emotionally connected with Roxanne Perez. And I think that's the because I'm following her on this journey and maybe because it resonates with me um a lot because I can uh, relate to that character because by the time when I got signed to developmental, I was very young and you are very young and hungry in that system. And I think that that it does a really great job because it is a family environment in the sense that you're all on the same team. You're training together, you're working together, you're doing the shows together and it's, it's, it's a team effort, but you still want to keep getting better so you can break out and break out of the bubble to then go on to the, the, main show or whatever it is but i think um you know it's hard it's it's so hard and i I can relate to the fact of like you don't want to give up especially now with a hurt rib and this injury in front of me it's like wow um i totally get that even though we're at two different ends of our career and i can say to roxanne here if you're listening you have the whole world ahead of you so don't ever like I hope that she went like she's going to kick ass and she wins, but just coming back from injuries and, and uh, especially when I was younger, I came back from a lot of injuries, just perhaps a little too early. And I still feel them shoulders, knees, all the things you still feel them. If you don't take the time to rehab, but you don't want to miss an opportunity. And you know, if you are the champion and obviously you can get that championship stripped from you or whatever else. And in that time, another star is on the making. And then you think that, you know, an opportunity is going to pass you by, but um, so it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And I think that it's great where there's a family where you're all supporting each other, but at the same time, it's very competitive because you're all vying for the same thing, you know? So it's, it's a different edge to it because um you know, everybody wants NXT to win and they want to represent the brand, but they also all want to break out. So um, it's exciting because you can kind of see who's going to shine through and who's going to be the next star. And then there may be somebody who surprises you who you didn't even see coming. So, yeah, and, and, you know, listen, we, we both know, we've talked about it a lot here on busted open about how great Roxanne Perez is in the ring mm-hmm. for somebody her age. The one thing when I, when I would watch her, 
is like man the one thing she can probably improve on is her mic skills is her promo skills and i listened to her and i watched her last night and maybe it is you know her true feelings and maybe it does hit mm-hmm. close to home i didn't feel that way when i was listening to her yesterday like that was really like a heartfelt speech that she gave to Shawn right. michaels and i really felt like for her that her winning that NXT Women's Championship probably was something that was probably a benchmark in so far in her young career, and Absolutely. how much that really meant. And and maybe want to ask you, Mickey, like for you in your career early on, what was that moment for you where you were like, you know, wow, I made it, or wow, like I can do this? Was there that moment for you? Um, I feel like there were several steps. Uh, in that moment like obviously along the way but for me because even when I was in developmental when we were in OVW there wasn't a women's championship at the time um, and I had won like independent championships but there wasn't like a televised women's championship mm-hmm. except for the WWE women's title and for me my first Wrestlemania against Trish and we talk about obviously we're coming into Wrestlemania that moment was that clear defining and I I can still like tap into that feeling and that energy in the ring um, of that to really take that breath and go like, Oh my God, I find I made it. I did it. Um, And it's cool now because there's so many different championships and stuff like that. But um, you know, even just getting the call to go to developmental was a big step for me. And you take all of these things in stride and you kind of take those steps and then make the most out of them. And hopefully something bigger and grander happens, you know, but yeah, nothing will ever, that was that moment where it was a clearer, like I could feel it in my soul that oh, this is it. This is like the moment, this is the difference maker, you know, Yeah. of, and I had to, you know, we, and not I, we had to deliver from myself and, and obviously from Trish, the ref, our agent. And we all wanted to do that for wrestling. And we were getting this opportunity as a, you know, on the card in a singles match and for the championship, I was going to, you know, I'm winning the championship in my first ever WrestleMania. Like there were so many unbelievable boxes checked in that moment. And I can, it was, yeah. I'm CJ Nikowski. And I'm Ryan Spielborgs. And we're the host of Loud Outs, a serious XM podcast. After a crazy offseason that saw record spending, rule changes, and a thrilling World Baseball Classic, we are amped up for the start of the real MLB season. Can anyone dethrone the Astros? What did all that money buy Steve Cohen and the New York Mets? And how many home runs will Aaron Judge hit? We'll talk about all that and more on Loud Outs Podcast every Monday, plus whenever else we feel like it. Download all episodes on SiriusXM app or wherever you get your podcast. You know, I want to get into the match at WrestleMania 22 and the match that you had with Trish Stratus. But I also want to talk about, you know, we've talked about it before, how important stories are and the story that you had with Trish. I just talk about that, the story between you and Trish leading into that match Mm. at WrestleMania 22. Well, I think that's what made that moment so special for the fans. I mean, it was special for me for a different reason because it was the culmination of all my dreams and all the hard work and the grind and the, being hungry and and when I say hungry I mean physically hungry as well as you know hungry and passionate um for all of these things but for fans you know they were 
to them, they were only seeing Mickey James for the first time when I debuted on television. So they're watching this journey over this nine month period or what it was is pretty much almost nine months from October all the way to, you know, April or whatever. Um, of, and I was so relatable because, you know, I was a wrestling, my character, I was a wrestling fan and I was very passionate wrestling fan and, and I loved wrestling and I, you know, loved my idol. And so I think it was relatable and we all wait, or we'd all had like a crazy ex-girlfriend or boyfriend that was just a little, a little nuts, a little nut job. Um, but yeah. So I think the fact that we could take them on this roller coaster of introducing her. And that's why I always say like that. And, and I do think, um, because we, it's so quick, easy to put it off on the writers. Oh, like the writers didn't write for me or they didn't come up with that. And the, I think what the magic about that story was everyone was working together. It was the ideas coming from Trish, coming from myself, coming from, you know, the writers, coming from just whoever to make that each of those moments really, really special along the way. And you can't always depend on the writers because I pitched that character and I picked, so I kind of had her in my mind of how she would be. And then, so you, you tap into that person or that character in such depth when that light is on that it just kind of takes over, you know? Um, so there was a lot of factors that made that character and that story and all of that, but it was definitely because it was a team effort, a group effort, you know? And I think that the fans, um, because they took so much time with it and they took their time with it and didn't rush it. You know, Um, I felt like the fans really were so invested and it made all the difference for me thereafter because of that story, people still care about Mickey James today because they've watched me on that journey, you know, and whether they've watched me from Alexis Lurie and the full journey all the way up, or just from when Mickey James was, they've only ever been a WWE fan and, and watched her from that journey. Um, moving forward it, it's still the same because that was the beginning and everything was so new and fresh and a lot of those even in the moment of being mickey james the character i was still so uh it was easy to tap into because a lot of those feelings were genuine they were i was legitimately excited to be there to be on a tour bus with a sean michaels who i is a wrestling God in my mind, you know, that I'm like, Oh my God. And to have a conversation with him or undertaker and just kind of like soak in some of that knowledge or like this moments of that. I never really thought that I would live and breathe. I did believe, but at the same time, you just, there's always that possibility of the what ifs. Um, so yeah. It, it, and so it was just a way to then on television, take people on that journey with you. And so there was, there was just so many um, special things and I think that that match really told that story in the end of like how we got there and even just like to have that much time and to have a, re- a women's match, a, a women's championship match at WrestleMania. And I mean, there's a lot of really, really amazing um, parts of it that made it special, you know? And and before we get into that day, because I really do want to talk about like what you're feeling before and after uh, that match at WrestleMania 22, you mentioned a couple of times the journey. And I'm sure when you were taking your journey towards, you know, WrestleMania and all the bumps in the roads and like all the different independent organizations that you worked with and everything, I'm sure and I'm sure everybody can relate to this when you're on a journey of success, 
there mm-hmm. are going to be those bumps in the road when when you kind of doubt yourself am i going to make it will i ever get that opportunity what was what was that journey like for you on that road um it was a lot of things uh it was hard it was not they say it's not easy it nothing is nothing no greatness is ever easy you know um and it was i'm so grateful and i'll say this uh because I, it took seven years or whatever from, from the time I started wrestling to this breakout debut moment, if you will. And there was a lot of like little victories along the way from impact, you know, TNA to ring of honor, to uh, getting the developmental deal to OVW and the growth I did there to then finally a, a youth fall starts to finally debuting. But I'm so grateful of the time that I had, because I think now, and I look at a lot of um, wrestling even that's presented on a television level of like, you see a lot of, of talent who's very green in the sense of like, they've only been wrestling a year or two years and to see what they've been able to do in two years is remarkable because I look back at my matches two years and, and I was not, I was not ready. Excuse me. I was not even close to ready. And I'm so grateful that I wasn't put in a position to be on television then, because, you know, once fans, on a television aspect have made a, a choice on you and they've seen you and they, it's so much harder to then change their mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if, yeah. if you're not ready to be presented in this and, and I think that WWE does a really great job of this. And I think that's why it's, people are more forgiving with NXT because they recognize that's the developmental brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you we're growing with them and we're, we're watching these, these talents grow and, and, uh, that's no disrespect to the NXT talent. I think they're incredibly talented and it's, it's exciting to see, but you know that that's, they're just at the beginning part of their journey. Um, but rather than on the mainstream on the main show, because at this point we're like these, they're the best, they're the best of the best to be on the main, you know? And so to, if you see someone who's not ready or whatever, then you have like, Oh, this apprehension It's so much harder to change their mind. It's it's so much harder to just then switch it back over for them to then, see your greatness you know it's it's really crazy so you want to be over prepared almost by the time you get to that moment and it's cool to see like so many people getting exposure um but sometimes i think that you want to be as best as you can be when you get that exposure you know yeah so yeah so and but you get there you get to wrestlemania 22 like you said the great story going in Mm -hmm. and now there you are you know, what was it like for you that day? Like before, you know, what was, I can't, I can't even imagine what must be going through your head as, because I think everybody probably already knows by now, uh, the, the day of a WWE superstar is long. You get to the arena mm-hmm. very early. So, and then you, that match I think was probably like about in the middle of the show at WrestleMania 22. So that's probably yeah. at least 90 minutes into the show before you stepped into the ring. I mean, what was that day like for um, you? It's it was surreal, honestly. That I mean, the energy in the air was just it was magnetic, and I think um, you know I had learned a long time. I think because this business sets you up for disappointment a lot, and I'd been you know, and so the whole time I'm I'm just waiting, as I do with all things, with all these great moments. Like I get so excited, but I also I just kind of have like you have to soak it all in and you have to appreciate the moments or whatever, but I'm also making sure, like, I'm like, anything could change. 
cards subject to change all the time. Yeah. So then you just never know, like, what if somebody changed their mind or, you know, I'm not going to win the championship or whatever the case may be. You just never know. So it was really hard to just lose myself in all of it. Cause I was so nervous and thinking all of these thoughts of, of, am I good enough? I can't believe this is happening. Oh shit. My mom's in the, you know, in the front row. I can't believe this is happening also again. And oh my God, like it's WrestleMania. Do I deserve to be here? Do I belong here? What is happening? Um, until the bell actually rung and it was, Oh wow. So even as you're real. coming down the entrance ramp, it was cool. Yeah. Thoughts. I'm like, please don't fall. Please don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> I have two left feet and then a kind of daisy clip sometimes, even in the skip. Um, no, I have all, all the nerves, all the nerves. But like once that bell rung and then the people, it was the people who really like when I could finally just breathe and just soak it all in was out there in the ring. Finally, that day, That's awesome. because it was so much, there's so many things happening. Now, you know, Trish, obviously a legend, Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Um, and you could probably see the course of her career going to there already um, when that match happened at WrestleMania 22 by that point. Um, what was it like for you to beat her, to hold that WWE Women's Championship above your head after that match? Oh, my God. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, Trish is – I mean, look now. Like, we're talking about WrestleMania this weekend, and she's involved in a match alongside Lita with yep. Becky Lynch. Like, it's, it's crazy, you know – it's crazy to think about wrestling in 2023 now, but to go back to there, you know, you think Trish was the icon and she was the pinnacle of the women's division. If you, you know, the fact that my whole character, my whole everything was evolved around Trish, you know, and we were connected and to not really know her prior to the storyline and to have to get to know her and then, I'm so grateful because I have a friend for life. I really do believe I have a friend for life. And, and um, it was so special because I do think that we, that's, it was a team we together created this whole like beautiful moment that had this awesome, awesome payoff um, in the end. And then even, you know, the fallout of that uh, to have her last match with her on raw before she retired out of that, like it was so, pretty full circle and special. Um, to me, but, um, I won't say it was like, Oh, a torch pass in that sense. But I do think that, um, at that time, you know, it did give me credibility and legitimacy as a champion in the, you know, in that, in that locker room. Um, and it was special. It was real special. And it was special that that could happen at WrestleMania and that she would do that for me and that, um, we were able to go out there and, have a match that people still talk about today, which is not what we would, you know, we were thinking in that moment. So the fact that it's still so special to fans now is like pretty remarkable. It is. And I really do think that that was the beginning of what we were going to see, you know, a few, a few years later with the women's evolution and revolution. Mm -hmm. I think that was just something that was so special uh, to the world of women's wrestling. Do you ever go back and watch that match? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I watch moments from because I can still tap into I can still remember like uh, when I jumped off of the thing with the top with her leg and draped it over the top rope and then jumped to the floor and I let out this like big like I can still that moment right there was like the people were so into it and it was just like 
electricity. And then I remember crawling in with the, with my face and like the people's reaction is really like, I was just feeding off of it. Like it was so amazing. And it's very rare that you can just get lost in those moments and that you can just, um, yeah, lose yourself and, and kind of just embrace those moments. And, and there were particular moments in the match that I can still go back to and go like, wow, like that feeling was just insane. And so it's exciting and it's exciting for everyone who's going into WrestleMania this weekend, because I just say like um, from, you know, obviously the veterans that are still killing it and kicking ass and have the opportunity to be able to relish in those moments, but also for the new talent and for anyone, if it's your first one, just God relish in it while you can, you know, while you can, because you'll be able to use that and like uh, go back to that at any given moment, you know, cause it was, it was, it's special. It's special, especially when you work so hard for something, you know, and we all do like, we all work hard. So it's fine. It's good to see when you get that payoff and to see good people win. And um, it felt great for me. And I, hopefully it was, you know, I, I just remember at that time, Mickey, how many people wanted to see you beat Trish and win that women's championship. I just remember yeah. like, like everybody in my circle and just even like the reaction from the crowd when you won. So many people wanted mm -hmm. to see you. I mean, that must have been a great feeling for you that with this crazy story going into that match that so many people were supporting you and wanted you to win it that was championship that night. It was so wild, wasn't it? Because I was the yeah. bad girl. I was crazy. I was, uh, you know, single white female kind of psychopath super fan. Um, but, and the people loved it. It's, it was yes. wild. And I think it, but because of their love for it and that split in the crowd of like the let's go Trish, let's go Mickey, all that stuff is what helped make those moments even better because I could tap it. You know what I mean? It's just, it was wild. I did not expect that. I don't think anybody expected that of the split. I did not. I certainly did not. Um, it was crazy. Um, and it was crazy to win and then to finally, you know, have that moment and have that WrestleMania moment and to be for the long time, like one of the only women that the women's champ that won the women's championship at a WrestleMania or her first women's championship at a WrestleMania. Sorry. Until Bianca Belair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have that moment uh, on a stage like that is unbelievable. So it's all wow. said and done. The, 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 the night is over. The WrestleMania is over. You know, when does it sink in for you that, wow, like I just had that moment and you have that championship. Like, when did that sink in for you? Um, I think once I got back to the room a bit, but then there's raw that, you know what I mean? Raw is yeah. coming up the next night. So then it's like, oh crap, we got to deliver on this. Um, so I don't know that it truly, truly set in until I got home from the weekend, which you obviously know, uh, WrestleMania week is insane because everybody's there before, because there's fan access and wrestle. There's all the things that are yep. happening before and media, tons of media. Um, the whole city is blanketed and to see your face on a big flag on a big telephone pole is just like, Oh my God. Um, so you're going so much. So it's really no time to kind of sit in it uh, until you get back home and kind of go like, Whoa, this is, this is real and surreal, you know, I, I can't even imagine, um, yeah. has to be the moment of your career. I mean, if you've had some amazing moments, is that, I have. 
you know, is that is, is the is, moment, the yeah. defining moment, the the um, defining moment of not just the launch, but also the putting the stamp of approval, I think, on me. Um, and I think with because of that story, obviously, that's a real um, catalyst as to why I've had the success that I've had thereafter because once you've established i think you know that trust we talk about go back to roxanne perez once you um establish that love and that uh, that trust and that authenticity and whatever that is um with the fans and you have a fan you you truly have a fan you for the most part will have a fan for life and she's that's why i say she's so young she's 21 to have a fan for life at 21 um and she's got a long road ahead of her. So it's exciting to see that journey for her, you know, but um, I think that's the same reason why I've been able to have a 20 year career, 20 plus year career is because of my fans for life, you know? So awesome. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for sharing it. I mean, because it is asking. a moment, thank it's you. a moment in time. I think that's up there is, you know, we, you know, obviously we look back at matches, but it's, it's about moments as well. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at that match, uh, and that moment and the story going in and, and, and the crowd reaction from that match that night. I mean, I really do think it was a catalyst to what we were going to see just a few years later. But I also feel it's, you know, not just for the women, but for the WWE in general. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest moments and one of the best moments. And you had both of it because... You look at later on in that show, there was the, you know, the Playboy pillow fight. And it really mm -hmm. showed you like, you know, the contrast of how the women were being used at that time. But it was that match that really kind of you couldn't watch that Playboy pillow fight after watching the match that you and Trish had. I really think it it ushered in a new era uh, for women's oh. wrestling, especially in the WWE. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that, David. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.